Susan, you take Jerry to be your husband. What's the difference between Episcopalian and Lutheran? Uh, Episcopalians don't eat fish. That's pescatarian. That's not a religion. They're all fanatics. I don't know. You, you may kiss the bride. <laughs> I love you. Tell me what's going on here. Our group of friends has been playing the same game of tag for 30 years. What? For the entire month of May, every year we play tag. You're you got me. me. You never know when someone's gonna pop up. Congratulations, buddy. You're in. Doing great, Anna. Our buddy Jerry is the best that ever played. And now he wants to retire. Never been tagged. Just saying. So who's it? You can't touch this. This is the year we get Jerry. You can't touch this. Synchronize your watches. I don't know how to do that. I don't wear a watch. Time is a construct. Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 172. Whoa. And my name is Scott. My name is Jared. My name is Michael. My name is Rick. What up? Rick, you're just part of the show now. Congratulations. This is the most prestigious <laughs> role that you will ever land. This is a huge stepping stone to yes, you should to, be very, to actually the, very the top. Uh, you're, you're at the top. Uh, Welcome. Uh, I'm, I'm the diversity hire. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Let's not talk about tokenism. We'll be here all day. On today's episode, we're going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching before our featured review of Ant Man and the Wasp. No article, then article. Ant Man and the Wasp. And the Wasp. Not the Ant Man and Wasp. Or yeah, true. Yeah. From Bring It On director Peyton Reed. Bring, Rick Bring It On was a masterpiece. It's really amazing. Notice that? Yeah. Bring also, It On. Also, Dan would love. You can subscribe to all of our episodes on Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Also, just whatever the fuck. Yeah, where you get For your real. podcasts. You can never keep track. Ham radio. They, it seeps onto the internet like some crazy, weird Area X phenomenon. It uh, fills in the crevices. Yeah, verticalviewing.com is our website. Go there, click on the donate button, help us offset the cost of making internet pie. The slippery kind. Yeah, it's nasty. It's got a soggy bottom. But if you help, if you help, why donate, are we making soggy? <laughs> well, we need the help of the listeners. So if you go to verticalviewing.com or go to patreon.com slash verticalviewing, become a patron, listen to our pie review. Oh. It's super amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's P.I. The latest, yeah. the number. The latest yeah. kind of internet pie. It's not just like pie with an E. It's the movie pie from Darren Aronofsky. About Re- a mathematician. Really awesome movie. Black and white. Unreal. Pretty crazy. Yeah, you can also email verticalviewing at gmail.com if you just want to get in on the action. Talk to us. Let us know. If you're suggesting a film, though, you go to patreon.com. That's where you can actually... Yeah, make some decisions for us. Yeah. So, is, uh, Instagram is busted still. I don't even know if we use it. Right? <laughs> go, go to Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Anti- Film Twitter. Our, our theme song's by The Anti Theory. Go to him on SoundCloud. It's pretty cool. Check out his music. Red. Yes, sir. You didn't watch anything, did you? I did. Well, it's been a while. You I watched watch one something. thing and I read one thing. Um, I watched a special on Netflix that oh. I felt was worth mentioning. Uh, it's called Nanette. Oh, I saw this too. It's a stand-up special. She, the woman's name is H- Hannah Gadsby. Gadsby. I've heard this is just like a gut punch. Uh, it's kind of like punch. someone's said this. It's kind of like a really good TED talks more than it's a comedy special. It's it's a very you could say it's a very funny TED talk esque. Also very sad special. and serious. Yes, it takes a turn like partway through. Like I'd say maybe fifteen minutes in less. 
um, uh, she starts talking about like why it's called Nanette. And she's like, oh, it's about this woman that I thought was cute. And, it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, it's totally unrelated to the content of the show entirely. Um, but what it is about is uh, she's she calls herself gender not normal. She makes a bunch of jokes about uh, identity and uh, she says she identifies as tired. Um, but we all do. Yeah. She, she kind of in, in the special, she kind of deconstructs what stand up comedy really is and talks about why as a result, she needs to quit. And, uh, she talks about what self deprecation means and, and what that means for someone like her who, uh, grew up as, uh, like I said, gender, not normal in like Tasmania, like, which is rural Australia where people were getting sort of lynched. Yeah, and she's a she's she's an out uh, lesbian, and she was uh, she's sexually pretty assaulted. Butch. Yeah, yeah, she was. She talks about being raped, and the way she takes the, you along this journey of like it. It all is about her sort of being worn out. Like it's about uh, the the toll that it's taken on her, and and how tension drives humor. And so along the way, you're hearing like tough stories, but she finds humor in them. Um, and it's really well done. She's sort of a masterful comedian. The way she talks, she, she repeatedly says, like, it's just jokes. It's just jokes. It's a really... To say that, like, it's never just jokes. It's right? a really inventive form of story storytelling. Yeah, yeah. That's a... a it is storytelling more yeah. than it is stand-up comedy. So, um, I found I it very that. interesting. That's pretty cool. It make it might make some people feel uncomfortable, but I think... Of, it kind of ruins a lot, like, a lot of stand-up comedy, though, for you. Don't, totally. Because totally. It, it... Yeah, she deconstructs why self-deprecating humor is incredibly damaging to the person doing it and the people laughing at it, right? Especially, like, if you're already a marginalized person, what does it mean if you're living on the margins and you're making a career out of... It's very complex because at the same time, you want to hear these experiences, you want to drive humor from sadness and tragedy, but that's also, like she said, she's tired. It takes a toll. It's costly, right? Yeah. And especially, it's very topical now how... Like, where's the end point? How do we heal after that? Mm-hmm. And is it okay that it, everything's based on this? Like, that's what, when she's saying it's just jokes. Absolutely. She's yeah. sort of like saying, is it ever really just jokes? Well, I, I don't know if it's just jokes. I think self-deprecating humor is used sometimes to create, well, it's like, like, an equal ground or something. Your audience needs to identify with you, and it's much easier, and they're more willing to sympathize with you and, and like you it's little, if, if you put, if you're doing the opposite and, and, you're, and you're being... But you're missing you're bragging the whole and, side of things when... Like, sure, 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 sure. You, you forget about what it means to the person who feels obligated to make yeah. light of things. That yes. They can't participate in the society unless they're making jokes about their true self. It's a little bit how, like, um, are, when people laugh... Are they laughing for the right or wrong reasons? You know, the whole, like, why yeah. Chappelle quit his show because of that one joke where he saw a white guy laughing, and it was like, he was clearly, he was, he's not laughing because, oh, that racial humor is subversive, and I understand it. It's more like, ha-ha, race thing, it's funny. Mm-hmm. And so that, it, 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 that's, a, that's a very sort of lay interpretation of kind of that general thesis of humor. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's an interesting... Uh special yeah to be sure people should check it out yeah that's uh, a heavy one yeah Nanette, yeah. but it's, it's also it's also entertaining like it's you have a lot of laughs at the same time as you're uncomfortable it's, it's and if you feel uncomfortable you should and the questions that it makes you ask i think are worth yeah like, it makes ab- this worth watching yeah, absolutely it's just this incredible feat of storytelling mm-hmm. um i also just picked up the newest uh trade paper girls oh this yeah is number four it's a uh, uh, written by Brian K. Vaughn, 
And he's done a few things. Yeah, he's he's a name. He's written things. He's a, he's a person. He's a pretty okay writer. The, the, the yeah. creator of the Under the Dome TV show. Oh, wait. And the Why the Last Man, yet to in, a film in production for about 20 years. Yeah, he's written some really, really good books. Um, Paper Girls is one of my favorites. The art in this songs. is by Cliff Chang and uh, Matt Wilson. And uh, this continues to be awesome. I think this was like... One of the uh, taglines on the back, somebody said something like, this was Stranger Things before Stranger Things. Um, and I kind of agree, but I think I like this because it's a lot more like sci-fi. It's got way more like with the time travel and dinosaurs. and I, Stranger Things, I think, is very conventional. I think Paper Girls is very unconventional. Yeah. This has all kinds of, like the characters. This one has a whole, we're just talking about gender, and there's a whole like sort of subplot in this one about uh, one of the girls at the beginning, uh, Mac, she's like making jokes or something about how the other girls he has to make sure they're all who they think they are and uh her friend says like hey you know i might be a lesbian and immediately starts questioning she's like oh you're an evil double and then it it sort of is handled very well like she's like what the fuck shut up like (laughs) no who cares if she's gay you know like yeah get over it um do you think the plot has gotten a little overly complicated i wonder if he knows where it's going because uh, I love the first few arcs, and uh, I still li- really like it, but it's just I'm kind of losing track of where things are going. It's it's there's a lot, right? Like yeah. this, the so in Paper Girls, we've got because it started out really simply. Yeah, it was just a group of girls on their bikes with some crazy shit happening, and them trying to sort of figure out. Yeah, but like at this point, it. like crazy shit on top of crazy shit has happened. Right? The yeah, delivering got, newspapers. Well, we've got two, oh, yeah. <laughs> two groups of time travelers. Um, one from the nearer future. Um, that believe that we should not alter the time stream. Oh, and then they're they're called old timers. I'm with them. And then okay, yeah. we have the like younger generation. Oh. They're kind of like fucked up. I think something went wrong. And they're stuff. rebels. Sounds like, like a metaphor for faces are mutated. Everyone, millennials and every, yeah. all everyone else. Oh yeah. yeah. So they they move throughout the time stream and they like break all the laws. So like when there's con, they shop at uh, Hot Topic. Well, yeah, they wear like they look like mummies when they run around. It's weird. I don't know. And they speak in like dance a crazy to Thomas code. the Tank Engine cyber goths. But <laughs> like the cool thing, the, there's like mech battles. Oh, with, like to, the well, you got me. Old timers and then the kid. The action is really good. People. Nice. And okay. the, the mechs that the kid future people are using look like the EVAs or Evas from uh, <laughs> Neon Genesis. And and the, the like grandfather, that's grand space father from the old timers complains about how the kids are going, they're shopping for tech way further in the future. So it's kind of like not fair. And it's... Okay, Paper Girls is cool. Yeah, check it out, <laughs> folks. Dope. Basically, that's what you're trying to tell me. Yeah. And I understand. And that's it for me. Deadly. Nice. Deadly. Mike, nice. Mike, Mike. Uh, yeah, what have I been watching? Luke Cage season two. Whatever. I'm working my way through that. Right. Uh, any, any good? It's. I think it's far better than season one. Ooh, good. It's at least paced in a better way. Uh, what I've seen so far, Bushmaster is the villain in this, and he is... <laughs> is that a, his villain from a porno? Yeah. <laughs> this sounds comical. He's, yeah. uh, well, no, he, like, he's a Jamaican gangster, and they do the accent really well, and he's... Uh, I don't know the name of the actor who plays him, but he's, like, super intense. Gary Oldman. Nope. <laughs> uh, super intense, and he uses, like, voodoo to power himself up, so that's oh, kind of cool. Ew. 
Um, is he like a Haitian dude? Then? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jamaican. Jamaican. <laughs> you can get voodoo and bring it into well, Jamaica. I don't know. Like it's anyway. It's this weird, strange alchemy that he's he's using. Uh, and Luke Cage for the first few episodes is sort of lost because he wants to be a hero, but he doesn't really know what his identity is at this point. He's Power Man. Yeah. Well, they call him Power Man at one point. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is kind of a nice little th- Easter egg because he doesn't really acknowledge it. Um, but he's just letting everyone around him define him. Like uh, one of his old friends is trying to hook him up with uh, deals with Nike and shit to be sponsored. Like, so he hasn't taken control of his own identity. So I'm, I'm actually very interested to see where this goes. This is crazy. So season one of Luke Cage, I, uh, it was okay, I thought. For it just the, ran out of steam. Yeah. Well, actually, I thought... Did he run out of power? In se- <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I don't season know. I one watching. got better for me at around episode seven or eight when he got shot by the Judas bullet and they actually had to... They asked... The interesting question. Spoilers? How do you... What, that's like two years old, man. You just told the entire plot of Paper Girls and, uh, and Nanette, so... <laughs> the, the, the interesting question there, and what I really got on board, um, was what do you do... How do you help a dude who has an internal injury when you can't get through his skin? That was interesting. So, so I thought that was kind of neat. Um, I just... All these... like I've lost track of all these Marvel shows. Yeah. They're, they're too long. The plot is too... They like, should be eight straight. episodes. Like, uh, yes. And it's like, you know, when you're watching episode seven and they're like, they're about to like kill or capture the villain, you're like, no, it's not going to happen because there's like five more episodes, right? Uh, it's just yeah. losing out of steam. Eight episodes would be perfect. Defenders was the right length, even though I hated uh, I watch, Danny Rand. I watched five minutes and I of thought, Defenders. I yeah, was, I, me too. Like Defenders was not, no, but like it was the right length. It just wasn't good. I feel like there might be a problem with the marvel things and i think your answer it might be the solution with like eight episodes because there's they watered down the pool right like when we first got daredevil it was like whoa what the fuck is this like you got some dark and gritty marvel on tv it looks different than the movies but it's still really cool and then it just got tired so fast the punisher went on forever yeah how did that suck like what? Yeah, I just watched the hallway fight and said, "Dope, that's good. I'm done." <laughs> it's also like all, all these uh, heroes are very similar in like maybe not in powers of character, but thematically, right? Yeah. So over like 13 episodes a season, they feel exactly the same, even though these characters yeah. are totally stories are totally yeah. different. And don't forget oh, family the tragedy and don't, huh? don't forget defenders. Right? They combo up. Yeah. So it's, there's more to watch. Don't worry. Yeah. They defend. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Against so Sigourney I'm, Weaver. Instead of a van. It was so random. Or, like, she didn't even... Uh. What, what you got? Anyway, other okay, goodies? So, so Luke Cage is all right. Uh, I'm liking it so far. I also watched Tag. Oh, yeah. Rick Is this it. any good? Starring Ed Helms, Jeremy okay. Renner. Do you agree with this statement? It's basically like a worse version of Game Night. Also made by New Line Cinema. So yes, I do. Yeah. So yes, actually, I do. I, I want. I, I want a game night and tag crossover sequel. Oh my god! Because it could happen because they're both totally. made by New Line. Totally. I would love that. I, uh, I was thoroughly entertained by this film, though. But like it's. I, it, I was entertained, but it's so stupid. It is so stupid, and the ending is so. You're like, well, this is how is this going to end? Like, there, like, there's no. It, it just co- it like they get yeah. real with everything all of a sudden. <laughs> you're like, what? This is a movie where they try and tag Jeremy Renner, and it goes into slow mo like. Guy Ritchie Sherlock style, yeah, yeah, yeah. where Jeremy Renner's like, okay, this is what he's gonna do, blah blah, and like they, the they use X Mac and ending is so stupid. Uh, okay, wait, t- tell tell me about the digital Renner arms. You, you can't notice you, them you because know, you know, you uh, he's, them we- he's wearing like long sleeves throughout the movie, and he's also not in the movie that much. Wait, wait, what? He broke his arms broke on the first both day. Of his arms. Both of his arms the first day of uh, shooting. Yeah, so they Henry Cavill his arms in. 
Oh man, they, I want to see this Henry, movie now. The Henry Cavill mustache his arms no, back it's, in. It's, it's, it's not noticeable. It's not no, you noticeable. Can't, you can't, you, I had no idea because he's wearing a jacket throughout the like, and like he's not in the movie that much. And oh, also, like his okay. scenes are like very stylistic. Are there shots of him on set with like green things on his arms? Like no, because he, he he wasn't in the cast uh, for those for those portions. He, they put him just in regular clothes, and I'm sure they were very careful. And I think they put like little uh, green sleeves at the bottom or something. Mm. I, yeah, like I couldn't tell. There's there's literally a bunch of articles about can you tell? Yeah, no, it's they just mocap it. Yeah, I, uh, I gotta say I wasn't a huge fan of Isla Fisher's character in uh, this. I like I, I I like I liked her commitment to the role, but it's especially it's with just, the ending, it's yeah. like bizarre how she, encouraging she is as a wife. So no, but you know who, what was the worst part was the Wall Street Journal reporter character. She was so useless. Did that actually have? I really want to know the real story because this is based on a true yeah. story. Uh, it's, it's based so on too much loosely. Uh, it, was, it was actually like ten or twelve guys, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it was an article in the Wall Street Journal, but obviously she didn't go. Like she just interviewed them, right? It's not like because in the movie John Hamm is like a big businessman and he's getting interviewed, and then the the, the, the journalist discovers this game of tag, and she's like, "I'm going with you because I'm going to yeah. write the story." Played but, by uh, Anna, with Annabelle Wallace, Wallace. from uh, Peaky Blinders and uh, yeah. The Mummy. Yeah. Totally useless character, mummy. She just she just tags she ta- tags along for no reason. Really. But the biggest problem with this movie is that you have like John Hamm, Hannibal Burris, Jake Johnson, Jeremy Renner. They're all supposed to be the same age, and they're like twelve. Like, there's a range of twelve years. It can happen. Come on, John Hamm's like what fifty, and Hannibal Burris is probably like 30, yeah, he's he's young. Yeah, thirty eight. <laughs> I think younger than that. I think he's like thirty five or something. Yeah, it's yeah. that that part is weird. Yeah, uh, it's a good okay. it's a good popcorn movie. That's, it, what, that's what I'll give it. Yeah, Game Night was well. fun. So yeah. I lo- and and I like the idea of a crossover. So I'm going to watch this. The the action is pretty solid. The humor, the action, the possible green sleeves. Also, the and, ca- uh, the cast is ridiculous. <laughs> like the Jerry Miller is clearly had a, such a great time because oh. he's not he's playing a stu- stupid silly character. Okay, which like his scenes I think are the best parts of the movie. <laughs> like it's it's un. This guy is superhuman. Although, like some of the like l- like lies they or deception they play to get to for the game, or so like those I, those would end so many relationships, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't. There's no. There's there's no, no there's, it's really it's really no stupid. <laughs> yeah. That's your. You, you that's have what I, that's what I got. You have any other goodies? No. Um, yeah, no. I guess Voltron season five or six, whatever. <laughs> I've just been following that you show along. Okay. Rick. I got some goodies. You have you have a lot of goodies, or how many? I guess a few. I only Although, have, I only have one. So, uh, so I saw an early screening of uh, Bo Burnham's uh, directorial oh, yeah. debut, eighth, eighth Grade. Eighth Grade. Oh, For those who don't, you know Bo Burnham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't. It's just like the tenth or something anniversary of like his first internet video, like the rap. Yeah, the song. can't. Uh, yeah, this was just on uh, that Vulture uh, joke podcast. Um, yeah, so this movie's really good. It's about huh. a girl in eighth grade, and it's. Uh, I was listening to an interview with Bo Burnham. He's talking about how because he grew up in the sort of YouTube generation, he had this bond with like really young uh, girls. And um, when he was researching this movie, he was trying to r- research all these videos that uh, kids make. And he said that when he watched the bo- one what the boys did, they were just awful, and the ones that, about that girls did were really good. They're about like serious things. Okay. And so uh, the whole movie, she makes these like kind of stu- stupid but very sincere YouTube videos about like how to make friends, how to get along, stuff like that. And uh, she's just going through life, and like there's some like really serious stuff, like uh, 
you know, b- being made fun of, bullying, school shootings, and there's some really sweet stuff, and it's it's really good. It's also it's like funny, but it's also like terrifying because like I can't imagine be- being a like a, a, kid a girl and going through high school with like social media and like cyberbullying, and who's, then who's the male lead in this? Uh, Josh Hamilton, her father. <laughs> So there's no actual... No, it's, it's just about her. Yeah, yeah, but there, is, is there any famous actors in it? There, isn't there one... Josh Hamilton is her father. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought there was someone else, but... Bo Burnham's not in it. No, I know that. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I mean, it basically it just takes place in eighth grade. Uh, the very end is her graduating, and it's, it's really sweet. Uh, there's uh, one kind of like scary point about kind of exploring like possible like... Uh, sexual kind of abuse kind of things and it's just like i my heart like fell like uh, like okay. just her having to deal with her reactions and stuff like that like it's it's pretty heart-wrenching and but like the performance is like this this kid is incredible hmm. uh so i saw nice, that nice one nice i saw this documentary called design canada yeah man it's uh, i was playing at the cinematique uh it was playing at the rio too it's really good and, like, it's all about graphic design in Canada. So it talks about, like, things like when we adopted our flag, Expo 67, um, like, the hmm. uh, Canadian Centennial, all these, like, famous logos. It has, like, yeah. Doug Copeland, George Strombo, Hannah Sung, all these, like, famous, like, um, uh, Canadian uh, personalities. And, yeah, if uh, you like logo design, and oh, yeah. that, it, this is, like, porn, right? If, it's like, if you like that documentary Helvetica, you'll love this. Um, and it's, like, got a, can, like, Canadian angle obviously yeah, it's, it's all about canada canadian identity oh. and um it looks incredible obviously a movie about graphic design the graphic design has to look good the graphic and it's really good like it's very symmetrical very simple and the way it explores canadian identity through things like hockey like there's a bunch of stuff about like the canadian uh, russia summit series um all the major logos cn rail it's really good it's like it's really lean i think it's like uh 75 minutes and it's just it hits all the the marks and uh, it makes it you know I teared up on a little bit. It makes me no proud to be a way. Canadian, yeah. Oh man, it talks about things like immigration, also because um, design in Canada in the 1960s was really good because of all these people were left Europe, right? And a lot of them landed in Canada, especially in like Quebec and Ontario. And um, because Canada was such a new country, we had a lot of new business and corporations like our banks and things like that. And so there was all these opportunities to make really iconic logos that obviously we'd know would become like iconic, right? Just because they were so utilitarian. It even talks about like... The, it's, everything's all blocky and big and thick. Yeah, and school. it talks about like even like the federal government logos after the Official Languages Act. It's really good. It just touches all the points about design, Canadian history, Canadian identity. It's I highly recommend it. Mm. Really good stuff. I, you know what? I, I want to watch that documentary and listen to Boards of Canada albums. <laughs> <laughs> Because they kind of are based on old National Film Board kind of vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Did they talk about the National Film Board logo? Yeah, the NFB logo. Yeah. Talks about like that because there were a bunch of redesigns. <clears throat> and they talk about why they did them for better or for worse. Like the CBC logo was redesigned. Dude, this is this is my shiz knit. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you haven't seen it yet. Well, I saw the Kickstarter for it a few years ago, I remember, but... It's good to see that it got made. It's uh, it's fabulous. Like I'm I'm so impressed uh, because uh, uh, unfortunately sometimes uh, Canadian films, even documentaries, can be really good, but they can look a little cheap. Oh man, I saw Lauren Harris 
documentary at VIF, and it was terrible. Was it a finished version, or was it a work in progress? You no, know, it was just like a full screening. Oh, that sucks. And it, it was terrible. Because sometimes, a lot of times, uh, they need uh, you can't always anticipate what money you need for your budget, and they need yeah. like finishing funds, right? It, this, this was like like public access TV kind of level. I remember watching that uh, that documentary about the uh, Vancouver Olympics. It was like Our Hearts or something. I forget what it was called. But uh, that, was, that was really good, but you could tell they just had a limited budget. Yeah, and you need to spend I'm at the, it wisely, right? Yeah, yeah. It was. It, that's it, so. I'm really glad that, especially because the subject matter is all about design. Yeah, if you want to be cool in 2018, you got to pretend that you're into you know design because it's that's what it's all about. <laughs> Mar- marketing and being being trendy good. online and being really into design. Well, marketing and design are different. But everything is about design. It's all. It is. That's what I mean. Uh, I also watched uh, the second season of Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Yeah, it's just, just a great show. Yeah, continues being good. Yeah, uh, I would say the second season might not be as good as the first, but it's almost and but it's probably more even. Because if they are just the whole first season was this arc of getting to a certain point, and now they're just fully on that road. And the comedy is more consistent. Uh, the second to last episode uh, is is a sh- the show within the show. So it's like you're it's like a ver- you just you see an episode of the show that they're making of Glow. Yeah, so it's like cool. really like cheesy like uh, wrestling and uh, transition interviews and like dance videos. It's oh, hilarious. I gotta get there. I gotta get. There. You that could just far. you could just skip to that episode and just watch it clean because there's like this there's, there's nothing about it. Um, <laughs> it's just an incredible show about uh you know fe- like just female themes in the 80s. Uh, and what I really like about it is how how physical how they use their bodies to tell these stories. And it's really not sexual at all. Like they're like obviously in like unitards. It's like they're you can see their whole bodies. But because a lot of the, I think like at least half of the episodes were directed by women, and most of the show is written by women. You can tell there's, there's no, no there's no male gaze. There's right? none at all, which is so good. Yeah, just, and like these women are like very attractive and very athletic. Yeah, and like it's so it's just like really artistic, right? It's like watching you know the ballet or or really great dancers, right? You can appreciate that art. Well, in a, in a bad version of this, you have like. What was that like lingerie football or something or, <laughs> or fucking you know mud wrestling yeah. right like lingerie ball yeah it's trash like that is like the, the other the other end of that right well like, imagine this directed by the Game of Thrones crew <laughs> it's just a really good it's a, it's a perfect summer watch it's really easy they're like Tight. half hour episodes Tight. and the very last thing I saw Hearts Beat Loud this musical film with Nick Offerman oh yeah that looks cute and Kirsty Clemens it's like a like a, a film we're going to talk about later, so light and insubstantial, but very entertaining. Like so hearts, heartwarming. Hearts beat loud. Like the music uh-huh. is so good that you're gonna like enjoy it and like sing along. But it's also not good enough that you can feel like a mo- like a father and daughter wrote this. So is Nick Offerman starts a band with his teenage daughter. Yeah, that pretty much incredible. It? Like yeah, obviously the mom died like when she was a kid. And he he's a record store owner. Did she have a bunch of songs hidden away, and then they're singing them? No, he's a failed artist, a failed musician, and uh, Kirsty Clement just has a natural talent, but she's she wants to be a doctor, okay. and she's about to go off to college. It's just it's it's very like paint by numbers plot, but it's so well done. It's like if you're tired of you know reading Twitter or like look, watching the news, this is like a Put perfect one. Yeah, she's Kirsty Clemens. Yeah, she's from Dope, right? From Dope, from Neighbors yeah. Two. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to bring it down. Uh oh, but You're I want to bring it down. I, 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 I am. 
Are you going to bring it down before you bring it on? Well, no. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> you, know, you watch bring the, it on. the Get Down. Bring it on Ant-Man. No, I watched a Denny Villeneuve movie. Oh. Uh-oh. And it's called Polytechnique. Oh. What did you think? I thought you were going to say you rewatched Ensemble. No. Uh, no. I watched Ensemble. I watched something that's probably even more Perhaps was this after on Sunday? It was the year before. Oh, so it's about the Polytechnique shooting. Mark Lapine shot. Um, he targeted women in in a engineering school in Montreal. Scott, so I don't see how this is relevant today. Today, it has nothing to do with today. It is like two the intersection of two, you know, the incel movement, which is ridiculous. So we ha- we had it first. Didn't exist. Yeah, like decades before the the involved. Involuntary celibacy. Celibate. Yeah. yeah. These asshole dudes who feel that women have wronged them because they're not, they're not, they're, they're, their virginity yeah. is, is somehow their fault. And, and he shoots up targeting women specifically again at this engineering school. Was it, was it specific women or just, just any woman? Any woman in general. So that's how angry they it's, were. Uh, if you've seen Elephant, yeah. which I'm not a huge fan of, Gus Van Sant's Elephant, this like is a, a much, much, Better and more, I think, respectful well, version it, of it, that element. They like they didn't really have a plot or characters. Does this movie like do you follow? Characters? Yeah. So I I became really emotionally invested in in one of the themes of this movie, and that's a, a real angle of female empowerment because it's about females in engineering school and the sexism that they face uh, just by being there. Like most engineering schools, even today, like even like today, 5% women. Yeah. Right? So it's still a problem. And so the, there's a great scene in the movie where she's meeting with her, one of her counselors and he says like, Oh, you know, this, this degree is just for fun anyway. Right. You're going to get pregnant and so we're not going to pursue this career anyway. Were so you're just feeling good. and like, Hey, how can I feel? Let worse? me feel awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this 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 movie is really hard to watch because the the shooting in it is very detailed and graphic. It's a black and white movie uh, for an eleven year old movie. Denny Villeneuve. It's like, only eleven years old. Yeah, two thousand nine. If he'd released this today, yeah, this guy is so prolific. You would say, "Oh, this guy is still kicking ass at the same level." Like it's almost like he he revved his engine up. With this movie, and then followed it a year later with Ensemble, and then Prisoners, and then Enemy, and so he's just and then Sicario, the and then Arrival, Arrival, and Blade Runner. So he's he hasn't stopped. Like I, he would probably be increasing momentum. How, how long is the movie? I think about eighty minutes. Oh, okay, good. Uh, it's it's unbelievable, and and, and towards the end when things start, uh, when you start seeing the resolution of like the aftermath of the shooting and, and how these characters resolved it and what transpired during it. It's sort of disjointed uh, in a very poetic way, right? The timeline is broken up a few ways to... Oh, so it's unconventionally told. A little bit. And in order to to increase uh, tension. tension in a few scenes, but it's, it's very effective. And Denny knows how to fucking... Make a movie. Yeah. The guy's a rock star. No, he knows how to make a film, right? It's, just cr- make movies. it's crazy good, man. They're movie pictures. The fi- the movie cinema. pickies. Yeah, yeah. The the ending has, uh, uh, again, a message about female empowerment and uh, pursuing a career in a in a industry. Yeah, in, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. It's, it's really, really Themes on top of themes. Really moving has nothing to do with 2018 yeah, whatsoever. I don't, I don't know how that ties in shootings and, and women being targeted and all sorts of things. It's it's fun stuff. Hmm. Denis Villeneuve, you somehow made the most important film of 2018 nine years ago. 
At least well, 11 years ago. 2009. However many years that math works out to to be. It's nine. Right. Yeah. Well, That's it, guys. I mean, That's it. What do you, what do you, well, I was going to say, like, he did arrival, right? So he must understand the language to know how time works, and he just... He learned that accidentally wrote it. He learned back in time. He learned the coffee stain language. Do you know what 2018 screenwriters do to empower women? Is you just take a an existing comic book franchise, and then you make a sexy character that matches with it, and you put wings on them to make them different, and then. But you do in the second movie, not the first, for no reason at all. Yeah. it up almost every time maybe you just need someone watching your back like a partner dr pin i actually heard what happened to you you opened up the quantum realm that's when this crazy could be ghost who like walks through walls and stuff stole your tech Now she wants to take over the world or whatever. Who would have believed that in your hour of need, you would turn to us? Not me. Because I mean, we robbed you. Do you remember? That's us. That was a clip from Ant-Man and the Wasp. As Scott Lang balances being both a superhero and a father, Hope Van Dyne and Dr. Hank Pym present an urgent new mission that finds the Ant-Man fighting alongside the Wasp to uncover secrets from their past. Secrets. Yeah, legit. I don't... What? Secrets? Legit. There's no secrets in this. Uh, people's. Secret where's people. mom? That's not a secret. Secret mom. Well, where is she? Uh, the Goliath thing? Ant-Man and the, the Wasp. Yes. Is directed by Peyton Reed, and it stars Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Pena, Walton Goggins. My man. Bobby Cannavale, Judy Greer, T.I., David Dast Malchian, my new boy. Yeah, who shouted you out. Really good stuff. Tweet. A really great cast. Hannah John Kamen, who I haven't seen in anything, and she was actually... Ready Player One. Oh, yes. Criminally underused in that, She's pretty good. Yeah, did okay. Randall Park is amazing. Oh, he's amazing. Randall Park is a god, actually. I I love every role I've seen him in. He is so fucking amazing. His delivery is fantastic. So, Red... What is going on? Is Ant Man a good movie? Is Ant Man two a good movie? Ant- well, I don't remember Ant Man one okay. very well. I just I remember that the quantum realm stuff stood out as cool to me. Um, the second Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp from Marvel films, uh, <laughs> is uh, twenty eighteen color. Are you are you uh, just stalling to get to reflect? No, um, it was it's okay. I mean, it did. I, I felt like it. I wanted it to be funnier. Not that the jokes weren't funny, but I wanted more. 
Like I, I think I just like Rudd. I'd rather just watch him. Yeah. More. So do, you, do you just put wor- the word quantum in front of everything? Yeah. Exactly. Quantum uh, Rudd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or you know, like Paul Paul Rudd and Michael Pena oh, for like yeah. Yeah. ninety minutes. Yeah. That'd be just awesome. And, and Pat Ron Randall Park now. And who? Randall Park. Yes. Randall Park. Yeah. He's so amazing. Really. Throw them all together. Um, maybe even Dust Melkian in there. I like the like, Ti. Yeah, everyone some, is really Yaga. good in it. It's the cra- supporting cast. It's is crazy so awesome. how many supporting players there are in the Ant Man film universe. It might be one of the strongest casts in in any Marvel series. I think it helps because they're all comedians or rappers or characters. Ti. I feel like Ti's status has like dropped. Like also, he's gotten younger. Since, <laughs> so like since his singles came out, well, he was in his, prison for a while, right? Okay, well, that would, before Ant Man, that would explain that lost some weight. Yeah, he's lean. He's looking uh, fresh. Yeah, he looks. He's hilarious. Healthy. Yeah, yeah. Really funny. Yeah, I yeah. think he, I want to say he gave up drugs or drinking or something. That would make sense. Yeah. Found religion. So Red, you've stalled long enough for fuck's sake. I like the Fault in Our Stars reference. Is, oh, that was hilarious. This is a good. Is movie? it a good movie? I think it's an okay movie. Like it's. It's like all is Marvel it, movies, you know. It's same, pretty okay. Same, better, worse than Ant Man One. Uh, like I said, I, well, I remember Ant Man One being more full of the funny, if you will. Okay. Uh, and this one, I was anticipating that, or maybe they're equally full of the funny, but um, because of my anticipation, I was I was less happy with things. Um, but. I think I like this character and I like how they're playing with what can happen when you go really small. Like they've um, when you get small. Yeah. If Ant-Man 1 was weird, Ant-Man and Wasp, it's like full on. They don't even care anymore. Like it's so ri- silly and ridiculous. Yeah, there's a couple of things. like I had the a question. cars and the buildings. Yeah, it's so it's so silly. Then the logic makes no sense anymore, oh, and right? How, how, how does, old how is How does uh, plumbing and electricity work in those buildings? Like Michael any, Douglas yeah, is yeah. how old? A hundred, <laughs> and he's yeah. still rocking being a superhero. Like that's pretty cool. Uh, Although actually, Wall Street, that uh, Michael Douglas in those flashbacks looks pretty hardcore. Um, true. How, how old is he really? Because is he? He's married to Catherine uh, Zeta Jones. Catherine Zeta Jones. Wow. Well done. They have the same birthday, like forty years apart. Or I wonder if they're doing de aging stuff. In real life, it, no, in in the present day stuff. Well, he just has that. He has like a lot of like hair, facial hair, right? They could. Yeah, he's aged well. He's hiding the wrinkles just, with beard. He, yeah. Um. What do you guys think of Michelle Pfeiffer in this? She's not in it very she's much. Barely in it. Yeah. It, Criminally underused. Yeah. There's not her much. and Lawrence Fishburne. I think her performance as Paul Rudd is incredible, though. Yes. You mean Paul Rudd's performance as her? Well, sure. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. Technically, yeah, I don't that wanna, one's I don't, correct. That was really, really fun to watch. Um, but like, that's like half of like that character's screen presence time, right? in yeah. the film. Yeah. How, yeah. Exactly. But half that, of it is played by. Th- that's like, what I like about it. it. Michelle Pfeiffer as Michelle Pfeiffer is in this movie. So it like the like the beginning is her as a flashback, and then the middle is like Paul Rudd doing this weird interpretation of her for the story. And then uh, her as her own at portrayal is like so little. Also, I guess she didn't like she she doesn't age in the quantum realm, so she's she ages along with everyone else. Weird. Yeah, weird. I, there's some things going on that also made like me what does she like, eat and drink in the quantum realm? Yeah, see, I don't, I like she this just smells real bad, right? Here's, great. Some, here's some plot holes here because. Well, maybe not plot holes. They could explain it away, but I don't the think they're plot holes because you they just, just evolve no, and change no, to adapt and survive. There's kind of there's like, some mm. Easter eggs going on here. Apparently, people saw a city in the background, so there's like the microverse. She there's the theory that she was actually living in a city in the quantum realm. 
Like, so because that's actually she didn't, she didn't tell that's actually Hank a thing. That? That's actually a thing in the Marvel universe. But Hank, there's okay. a city. But there's a city, Hank. There's like a whole race it, of people. That's that's not explained in the movie. It's so not. It no, it's, it's not. Yeah, but uh, apparently you one. can see a city in the background if you look. <sighs> but yeah, but so, she could have been. Maybe she could have definitely. Maybe said she didn't it. see that city too, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! There's a, I could have been living in yeah. a city for the whole time because she's in the same clothes when she she's when she disappeared, right? Is she the original wasp? So. Like, yeah. is the next movie going to be called the Ant-Man Man and, the and the Wasp and Ant-Man and the Wasp? No, just the Wasp. No, because Ant-Man and the Wasp. Paul Wasps. Yeah, uh, Red, Paul Rudd is not the first uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man. But we didn't see Michael Douglas yeah, like, we did. in a suit. Yeah, yeah we did. At yeah, the did. same time? Not at the same no, time. No, in the past, in the first one. So we'll see. So the next one will be Ant-Man, also, technically still Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Wasp the Younger, Wasp the Elder. Yeah. That's Ant- the, Ant-Man just, and Wasps. Yeah, there you go. No, no, Ant-Man and the Wasps. Sorry. Oh, we his, got it. We've cleared it up. Ant Dash Man and the Wasp. With a special appearance by Ghost. Which, um, what's yeah, what the deal we, there? It, it's an weak, absolutely terrible character. Situation. One, hey guys, one of the worst Marvel it, has ever thrown at us. Really? Instead of one bad villain, how about like three sets of them? Let's okay. Spider-Man 3 this shit. See, the thing about Ghost is that she's not really... Also, she's, she's existed in this entire time, and she just happens... To want the same thing that they want now, just because they're getting like in these, <laughs> all these things could diverge in the like three days this movie takes place in for no reason. Oh yeah, the fact that we're going to get rid of Michelle Pfeiffer as we're on the way back with Michelle Pfeiffer, perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, no, Ghost is honest to God one of the worst villains. Really, they've I thought ever I had. thought she was one of the better ones. No, because also because um, she her whole thing is she does she does she, she doesn't, doesn't want to die. She doesn't want to die. She was in so much pain. Great. Her life is horrible. I would be like, just I'm gonna die right now. Yeah, and 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 she just has a like, horrible life. Oh no, what what she wants and to that, do? Pa- and that, it's it's going to tear someone apart. And that part where oh, she's oh, like no. wants to kidnap uh, uh, Cassie, uh, Ant Man's daughter. That was like so weird and dark because it's like they're not gonna do it. So why mention it? Mike, did you like the movie? I did. I quite enjoyed Ant Man and the Wasp. Hmm. Uh, it was very entertaining. I thought the jokes were pretty good. I like this more than the first one. Oh, I actually, I dug Ghost because it was interesting to see someone whose motivation wasn't take over the world or like they just wanted to survive. They didn't handle it necessarily as well as they could have. I, I, yeah, it was great that it's low stakes. Yeah, that's Scott one thing I love about his, this. Scott wants to save his family. He's clearly conflicted about uh, leaving his uh, house arrest to help. Uh, Hey, he him. doesn't want a life sentence. Yeah, yeah, it's like not a huge. He doesn't have to save the world. This, he has to save himself. The scope family. of this is so small. Yeah. Like it's it's all about that. It clearly defined goals. Yeah, it's it's about the family thing going on. He wants to make sure that he doesn't hurt his family by doing things that he's compelled to do as a hero. But you know, I would love a movie and, with just uh, Bobby Cannavale hugging people. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, good. But um, I kind of had an issue with that because. Uh, like I saw this movie with a friend who hadn't seen the first one because, as we know, there's so many Marvel movies to keep up with, right? He had seen Infinity War but hadn't seen the original Ant Man or uh, Captain America. Yeah, War, Captain America. Yeah, Civil so Bobby Cannavale hugging everyone made, was not funny or even interesting or or he's just made a, no he's sense. He's just an overly affectionate okay. guy for no like is that, that relationship is sort of odd. Why is he hugging him? Yeah, all the time. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. 
But again, uh, that's that's not I, that's not a knock. That's these films are sequels and they're well, in a series of films. I thought the uh, and so going back with this, I guess I can't get into too many spoilers yet. But the resolution of Ghost's story, I thought, was a little. It turns out she escaped. She's not a really a villain, and no, 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 they could have all been working together the whole time. It, yes, it, guys. It turns out she escaped from some concept art from Ghost in the Shell from 2017. She's just really good at like uh, strobe so light dancing. So you didn't you didn't like her look because I thought that was badass. It, it's from a totally different movie. I don't know. It goes along with the wasp and the Ant Man suits. I think it looks uh, actually really cool. It yeah. looks cool, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with Scott. Like, it's ver- it does not really fit in with the uh, the rest of the Ant Man. The, just the design of Ant Man films. I know it's, she's supposed to be higher tech than than yeah. They're very really, like kind of like low tech tactile because this is this technology was invented before, right? Yeah, it, it just I, it's, I, I it's also her 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 powers and are supposed to be based on that same technology too. Well, yes and no. Like her powers have nothing to do. Exploding quantum tunnel. Her powers have her. Her, her, Okay, her Her powers have nothing to do. Her dad worked with uh, Hank Pym, and he basically stole and tried to do his own version of that technology, and it was an accident that caused what she destabilized her. Yeah. Um, So yeah, her suit doesn't have to look anything like it. It's supposed to help her control the phase. you, you, You cut her out of the movie, and it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. You cut that entire plot line of her trying to like make herself whole again, and but then all we that. don't get Lawrence Fishburne. No, well, she, we don't need Lawrence Fishburne. But her, 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 we? her as the villain of this movie is purely for the action and the set pieces because it looks great. Fight scene, yeah, I was gonna unreal. Say, that, but they just did not do a good enough job justifying it. And there's just it just gets overcomplicated. Like there's these, all these different sets of villains who are not really villains. Like Walton Goggin plays like a low level um, arms dealer mobster who I guess has a, a more powerful boss that's teased at. And then we have like the FBI agents trying to catch uh, Scott and and Ghost, and then uh, Lawrence Fishburne who plays uh, Hank Pym's old uh, partner. But they should have got a less talented and famous actor because he barely has a role. He just barely tries. His purpose is to link up these characters together, and it's one of those things where they haven't spoken to each other for thirty years. They speak to him, and it's like this, yeah. this is not a spoiler because it happens. It's established in the movie that. He's a part of the thing. They should have seeded that in the first Ant Man. It's, it's not powerful at all, right? Because yeah, we yeah. literally saw him like two scenes ago for the first time, and he's, apparently didn't have spoken for thirty years. Larry Fishburne just steps onto the set like, "Hi, I, I'm here for some reason." Well, you'd mentioned this before, and I think I don't understand why they didn't just go with the theme of the film. Why isn't he Ghost's dad? Yeah, like that, that's he, the ma- like it's yeah. baffling because the, the main storylines here are about helping your family and doing what's best it for would your be, family. It would be way thematically yeah. consistent. Like that, that's because she was weird. orphaned, and then he, he, he was essentially her father, right? The surrogate father, which is like, why, why do you need to? Yeah, yeah. Like it's, when you're writing a script, you 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 cut that stuff down. You're like, oh, we, we need we don't need these extra characters. Make oh. the, combine these into I, one I, character. I feel like this move part of this movie is like, why have one character where we can have like five, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like to be fair, like they 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 because they want these interesting action set pieces and things coming together, and it's like kind of a midnight run, run style, and but. It's just like once you think about it, it just like falls apart. Like I've been ragging on this. I actually quite enjoy this movie, but it's incredibly disposable. Um, I think I like it a little better than the first one, just because the first one with the whole director drama and filmmaking, and it was kind of rushed. Um, it was just like not as consistent, right? This is like the same throughout, pretty much. Yeah. Um, the highs are really cool. It knows exactly what it is. Like it's so much fun, so enjoyable, but like it's so unnecessary, so disposable. But like, oh man, these. These actors are so good, so funny. Um, it's just sad that like 
you know, they, they had to fit in. They did, like Luis only gets like one storytelling thing. T.I. and David, uh, I forget his long name. I, well, I like how Luis is, is on a truth serum while he's doing that. Jo- that recurring joke is so good. Uh, yeah. yeah, it, it, it they, is they, a truth serum. But they, yeah. they used it in, in a way that's not, they're not sort of hammering it and wearing that joke out. They sort oh. of added this truth serum to make it a little more, I guess, kinetic and, and just add a little more flavor to it and hopefully they twist it again for the third time well oh. he, he had a much larger role in this than he did in the sure. first one yeah. so it was just all like, the stuff with uh the also his daughter cassie was so good too do, I you, okay, do you think that they record all of michael pena just going off and they have that audio perfectly done up in the final cut and then they play that back for the actors on set so that the no i the think actors that, can go no, like, no, no. Cause I, a lot of them look like they're doing michael pena I'm sure he rec- I'm sure he records it first, and they film it. That, but then they once they edit together, he does it again to make sure it per- syncs perfectly. Sure, sure. But they're uh, they're using a reference, I think, from the same audio. I'm thinking they probably oh, shoot, yeah, they have sure. to they, have they to. shoot all of his audio first so that it's like exact. That's yeah. that's the part of the whole. But then he does gag. it new over it to make sure it's completely perfect. They went even further this time because the it's so elaborate. Are uh, but the actors are really. Michael Pena, they're they're playing a, yeah. the shit out of it. Yeah, Michael Pena is essentially playing all the parts of the story, but they're, but they're adding like some sass to it and yeah. stuff. It's amazing. That's it's very. Good. I also love that it's like midway through, right? Yeah, you you didn't know it was coming. Yeah, because in, uh, in yeah. the first one, it was like what was it? One in the like near the beginning and one at the very end. Yeah. Was it one in the middle? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a strange way to make these movies stand out. It's almost like Peyton Reed said, well, what can we do to make these kind of... Yeah, because apparently... Oh, we have narrating let, scenes. Just let Michael Pena... We have these yeah. funny narrating scenes. Is, well, that's what we do. And he's like a side... Much more of a sidekick in this movie, right? <laughs> so... I love also all the jokes about Morrissey and the Smiths. Good stuff, oh, right? so Because that's a real thing, too, that, uh, that is like very... Like, Morrissey is super popular in like, Hispanic uh, communities. Baba Yaga. We just love that cutaway to his grandma on that jukebox. Oh. I gotta say the callback to the uh, his ringtone to the magic. Oh, the close up magic. Randall though. Park, yeah, getting into <laughs> it and he's like hiding it. It's almost like he's being. So I guess we're just full on spoil. I don't know jokes. if we can go that far. I want to just say though, I fucking hate this movie. Oh really? What? Get out! It's so much fun. <laughs> I, I guess hate's a strong word. This this movie sucked though. No, that's also a strong word. This movie. Was I, I don't not think good. it matters what word you choose. It's the emphasis you're putting on the word. Movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, no, I was not a fan. I, I wanted to like it. I felt like I should be liking this, but I, I realized that this again is is the most disposable movie Marvel's yeah. probably ever done. Like I've been ragging on it with the plot and stuff, like, but it's like I think Peyton Reed's a really good like director of of actors and uh, he is really good. Si- like simple visuals. Like I, that's not a knock. Like I really enjoyed how. I, I understood the action and like everything felt like really grounded, even as it was so stupid and ridiculous. But I, was, I was forgetting it as I was watching. Oh it. yeah, See, well, and this, I found this more entertaining than Ragnarok. Mm, it is better than Ragnarok, that's for sure. But I said to Rick, mm. Ant Man one point five is maybe not accurate, but they this plot line of getting Mama Van Dyne back really does feel like something that is a B plot. To another story, and and the the culmination of another storyline. I wish that had been pairing actually, up with that would be a really great. I wish that had been actually more of the movie, right? It's it's, it's not so much needs, that they're getting her. It's like there's all these obstacles. Like they know how to get her. Well, I'm there's just, all these yeah, artificial artificial, 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 artificial obstacles. We're going on missions to get components from yeah. Go- Walton Goggins. Like, give me a goddamn bri- little like fucking. It's like I'm going to the hard, hardware store hard and then, uh, I got into a car accident on the way to the hardware store, right? It's and then all just busy my, work. Yeah. 
It's all busy work. Because the problems don't come when they're in the quantum realm and trying to rescue. It's all these artificial things in that way. They, they, they quickly learn early on how to save her, right? And they have to go through this arms dealer and then ghost and da da da. That, that does get super annoying and like the plot mechanics are super rough. But it's so funny and so entertaining. No. And it's also it's so different than all the other Marvel and all and superhero movies, right? It's a comedy first, really. Well, and looking it's a buddy at it, looking at it as a whole, it's a very nice strategic move on their part because Infinity War was serious as shit. Yeah, a real downer. This is, this no, a, it wasn't. Infinity War was hilarious. No, no, I mean wow. the end. Sure, like it. The Even, last it thing. was funny. It's very serious, right? The whole I mean, Thanos is a fucking serious. But, but character. a lot of people I remember saying Infinity War is surprisingly funny. There was a lot of yeah, humor so in it. That's low bar, right? Because so, they they expected, they expected to be it. more. Sure, sure. Um, this is a comedy. Also, I gotta let like and this is a kids Lily movie. Is, this no, is a, Lily is great in this movie. She is like her every, serious, Everybody's amazing. Yeah, but this is a kids movie, and that's what I realized. I'm as sorry, was, is Avengers is not a kids movie. I guess, but I would say that out of all of the MCU films, I think Ant Man would be the most ideal for little kids because it's it's about family. It's about it stars a little kid and a little, and a little it, yeah, girl. and and it's about like kind of like playing with toys and and it, and it's got the most yeah, sort but some of, of those, kid friendly. Some of those jokes are pretty sophisticated for adults. I agree, right? but when I, I I was looking around the theater and there was plenty of kids and there always are but i, I just they realized just, that those kids just really love close-up magic <laughs> but the way this film started was was very touching and sweet you've are got you, are you telling me building forts is only for children scott cassie you died inside cassie's so adorable and all that amazing fort shit is pretty cool cardboard punk it, that's such yeah. a good fort holy yeah. it's not shit. as good as that movie um, what would you do on house arrest yeah what is it oh yeah totally dave made a maze i saw that movie and yeah. it is garbs <laughs> And it's basically it's, it's, it's so bad you can't even say the full word. It's 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 <laughs> garbanzo cardboard punk. But I mean, what what is what is Scott gonna do? He's Scott, stuck what, in his house. What's the last Marvel movie you just unabashedly liked? I liked Avengers. Infinity War. I love Homecoming. Good Lord, okay. Homecoming's incredible. I feel like you, even the ones you like, you you're like you just feel down on. Like, in like no, Black Homecoming Panther. is maybe the best Marvel movie. Spider-Man Homecoming, give it Iron Man and Homecoming. Homecoming yeah. is super good. Yeah. Yeah. This is it's this very, is nowhere near in, in large part to Michael Keaton. Yeah. And some excellent writing. You need yeah. a great villain and you need a great lead. Yeah, talking about a kids movie. That's pretty kid. It's pretty kid movie. That's YA. It's kind of stars a kid. No, nah, Zendaya's YA. <laughs> yeah, that's high school young adult for sure. Fault so, yeah, stars. Ant-Man in the Wasp, it does it for me, but it barely does it for me. I thought you said you hated the movie. I, again, it sucks. I, it only on the comedy side. This this is disposable as Marvel gets. And and I mean, it goes to show you that the stinger to me was the most dramatically engaged that I was for the entire movie. It's like the reverse of comic relief, but it, I think it was really good in how it makes the whole movie funnier. It's... I funnier yeah all of a sudden there's all this gravity like it's super serious and you're just like oh i guess i want like i, I want to sure. go back to before when it was like sure, sure, really sure. just lighthearted. okay I, I guess but i wanted to just okay can i just watch avengers infinity war 2 now please <laughs> yeah i wanted it to keep going yeah uh but yeah the, the plot of this movie is only centered around one thing which i think is the main problem and 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 it's a story that we could have even had maybe at the end of the first Ant Man, getting Mama Van Dyne back. Uh, 
Hope. What's her name? What's Janet. Her? Janet Van Dyne. The okay. Wasp. But I just hate the name. Van Dyne. What do you mean at the end of the first Ant-Man? I, I, like I, as a stinger? Not as a stinger, <laughs> but I feel like... Like... It, the, the stinger would have been them going off to find her, and the beginning is or just do you them mean, finding her. Or, or like, do you mean when he actually went down to the quantum realm? He's like, oh shit, there you are, grab and came back. I feel with like her. this is a long way to go to tell this story, and you could have condensed it and told it in in a B plot, th- like that well, maybe could have revolved. Like that- I said, them actually getting her or rescuing her is a very small part of the movie. It's all these obstacles, right? Artificial obstacles. Well, yeah, th- th- I felt that was so because, obvious because and convoluted. It's him under house arrest. It's them uh, fi- battling ghosts. It's them with the the arms dealer. It's them with the FBI. I know. Right? And at the same time, I shouldn't I shouldn't be complaining because if the movie was clearly trying, defined goals, if it was trying to go for a much more a big scale Marvel movie with a blue laser firing into the sky. I'd be criticizing it for doing the same thing. And I would ask for the movie to have smaller stakes and be a more character focused thing like this is. But I don't know. I don't know. So you just can't be pleased by, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the problem is. Uh, Maybe you're the problem. I think, I think maybe dead inside. I think maybe, but I, I, I guess I felt like we were... You don't like jokes or humor or comedy or people. <laughs> no. I don't know <laughs> or if I fun. do anymore. I don't know if I do anymore. You love... Wow, this podcast really took a turn. Why? Just because I hate Marvel movies now? No, because we're talking about your dead inside. Yeah. I was just, Scott, I was just commenting on Rick. Sorry, Scott, we should probably get into Scott doesn't, You know, it's, it's a rough times. He does not like it when a family is reunited after being torn apart artificially. And uh, I'm not talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm talking about the news. <laughs> Fair enough. Zero tolerance. Yeah. So spoilers for Ant-Man and the Wasp. They find Janet. They find Janet, and that's and, basically the whole movie. But they all dissolve at the end. That's the spoiler. And st- Scott is stuck in the quantum realm. Yeah, Ant-Man goes quantum to harvest... Like it's some bullshit. Uh, I wonder if, like, if he's just gonna be stuck there, or like, how are we gonna have a scene of him well, getting out? No, there's gonna be. This is gonna be very specific because they specifically drop the stay away from the time vortexes. Because then you're in trouble when he was going in there. So I like that's a that's a very clear indicator. I think of how he's gonna get out. Mm. He is not gonna get out in present day. Oh yeah, because uh, there like there's been some weird the set huge, pictures. Yeah, set pictures about how Scott. Uh, is, is in, in parts of things that he wasn't in before. In Avengers 1. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I don't know. This in, is so in, complicated. In the first Avengers movie in 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're going back to that, I think. Well, yeah. we we think. I don't know. These are just set. We have no so, idea. So they, they could, could be whatever. They, they could be dream sequences or something. Yeah, like the, we have no idea what these actually are. But but the implications of this are amazing, right? We cut back and... It's just weird that this takes place, like... I guess right before Infinity War, but really in the aftermath of Civil War, right? Well, it's yeah, that's kind of hard to put up, like to put the timeline together because it should have come out much earlier. It should have come out closer to Civil War because they're talking a lot about Germany, what, what he did in Germany, yeah, like because it's, it's two years after well, do in Germany. Yeah, but he oh, served yeah, he not, served his sentence out, right? Like yeah, it's two years. Yeah, he has to be almost to the end of that sentence. Sure. And I got, it, it does work better that this comes after Infinity War, like, thematically, because it's yeah, so much lighter. But that stinger is so amazing because it adds uh, so much context to Infinity War, because now we know, okay, so that's where Ant-Man was, is is not actually in this 
universe, quote unquote. So he's he wasn't per- actually under house arrest. He was in the quantum yeah, realm. But now, now we we can say, okay, well, Ant Man is where was Hawkeye though? <laughs> Ant Man's not part Playing of tag. The, the dissolved <laughs> ones, right? Ant Man is safe, and yeah. Ant Man has has a big part to play in the I second mean, movie because he's, now he's is gonna, it because he was in an alternate dimension that he didn't get dusted? Oh yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah, he didn't exist did, in this dimension. So did when, animals get dusted? And Thanos snapped <laughs> that's his a fingers. Good question. Then, I have so many questions. Ant-Man uh, basically had like some sort of savings throw to allow him to dodge this this natural 20. That well, he had, what about an endangered species? Quantum protection cast on it's him. It's so weird that the next movie is going to be Captain Marvel. Well, maybe Ant-Man appears in that. It's I, possible. I, I Yeah, it's possible. Like, I he's going to so. pop out in different time periods helping people out. Oh, no, but the, the Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s. Yeah, he's going to hop out into the 90s, help her out with shit, and then hop it'll back. Be like, it'll be like Clueless Ant-Man. Oh, Ant-Man's just going to go Quantum Leap. <laughs> or Early Edition. <laughs> quantum Realm The leap. newspaper. Uh, guys, should we give out some scores here? What do we think? I'm so curious what you're going to Well, get. I still want to complain a little bit about... Like, I was very entertained by this film. I walked away very happy. Oh, yeah, it's so enjoyable. Um, but... The resolution for Ghost's storyline was such, garbage. Was so bad. Janet just shows up. It's like, let me massage your temples. Also, that scene in the alleyway with yeah, was, so that bad. was so bad. Yeah. Again, if they were just already father and daughter. Also, like, how did you guys feel that uh, Hope and Hank were randomly fugitives now? It doesn't really like. Oh, because he used their technology. They're fugitives. That seems stupid as fuck to he, me. Because, he clearly stole it, right? Yeah. He, he even says it himself. I think they're fugitives because they're not handing over the technology. Yeah, I, I know. Like, but, but it's like clearly they want them to be on the run in the movie, but then they didn't really care to just justify it. Yeah, I don't know because like I feel like Hope and Hank uh, they would be on the run for like all the stuff they did before even Ant Man One. True, that's very very true. Like when 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 all of uh, Scott's antics in Ant Man One with that technology be the real problem? I know because the Soviet Accords hadn't been righted yet, which is so stupid. Yeah, you really start to wonder like these how are the much... most convenient Accords ever. Yeah, but the they Sokovia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like you have all these other people on the run, but they they clearly doing whatever they want and not really hiding very hard. But like, yeah. You what about like all the TV shows? The law's gonna catch up with these people, right? <laughs> the TV I, shows, uh, like, they're, they're, it's like forever. It could be twenty years from now. It'll still take place before Infinity War because, like, how do you write around that? I also, I also feel like having Ghost as a Shield operative. She's is, existed this entire time. Yeah, like that was a poor choice. And she. She cut wanted her. to live so bad, but she had clearly had no zest for life. Yeah. Cut her out of the entire movie. Just edit the movie, or just no, make her back. Remove she make that, that entire villain. plot line. Like sometimes they make you think there's so many mutants, and sometimes there's oh, only a few, yeah, like none. It's whenever so, like, it's convenient for the story at yeah, the time. Yeah, the fact that they've got like them hidden away and training because they're so specialized. Sometimes, uh, and in theory, Ghost has been watching. Uh, yeah, all the Ant Man related characters. This in like forever, but she only shows up now. Yeah. because they she, they want the same thing. Because now that they're actually going to open the quantum realm, oh, it's just, but like I love that Ghost is in it simply because the fights in this are so different. Yeah, the powers in this stand out and stand apart from every other hero that we've seen so far. Yeah, part, part of the phasing reason, through stuff is part, really yeah. cool. Part and, of the, part shrinking, of the first, and shrinking and phasing together is a crazy combo, part right? Of the, part of the reason why the first Ant-Man was less... Because, like, Darren Cross, the Yellow Jacket, they're just the same... They have the same powers, just, right? Yeah. It's the same problem with, like, the first Iron Man, right? Or some of the other Iron Man movies, right? Don't you dare diss Corey Stoll. 
he's great, but the, his character is terrible. Yellow Jacket. Yeah, we were shooting, talking about him yeah. earlier. Um, except for that one fight scene with uh, in the briefcase, that was pretty cool. Or the train. Well, yeah. how about Iron Man Two, like the Crimson no, Dynamo whips. or whatever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whiplash. That's Whiplash. true. Whiplash. He's Iron Man with whips. Red, are you giving yeah. a, a positive score? Obviously, but how slightly good is positive? It? It's not great. It's like a. I think this is a seven because I think it's fun. Solid seven, but it's not like it's nothing special to write home about. It's something that we'll probably forget about, like you said, pretty quick. It's not. Uh, you know, it's no. Um, Light or soldier. Yeah, that's fair. It's no civil war. It's no homecoming. It's definitely no homecoming. Different Black Panther. Mike, oh, what's I like, up? I was super entertained by this film, but yeah, at, when I left the theater, I was like, okay, cool, cool. And then I didn't think about it once until we started talking about it. Yeah. So I didn't take notes. It is very forgettable, but I still love it. Super. Yeah. Ah, seven and a half. Like there are a lot of problems, I have I have to I have to let go of how much I enjoyed it and dig into some of those. You can very much enjoy seven or seven and a half. Yeah, movies. that's true. Yeah. I, I enjoy threes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I enjoyed a lot of Gaudi, even though it was a horrible movie. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm giving this a six and a half. Wow, <laughs> you're like six not actually. That much lo- oh, I'm giving okay. it a six. I love how the- six six and a half is a way too generous because uh, it's often just- you rail against not- the movies that we like mostly like, and then you give scores that are fairly comparable, right? Yeah, just under it's that. horrible. Yeah. Six. <laughs> See, where I have no problem giving twos and threes out. Man. Wait, so it, so this was slightly better than Gotti. Um, oh. you, you give Gotti like five and a half. Oh. I wonder how what I was more engaged with. <laughs> no, no. Got it. Got it. God, that movie is just uh, as as a movie on its own. Ant Man, I think, is problematic and and not a, just not a good movie on its own. Again, fun set pieces, only, only slightly less problematic than John Gotti as a Gotti. good a good human being. But but all the, all the set pieces and 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 humor and Paul Rudd's charisma and everybody's charisma like everyone's working on a level here that is very admirable i think it's a definition of a solid seven movie Uh, yeah Uh, but for me the fatigue of all of this and how inconsequential it's kind of of refreshing how inconsequential it is i guess but how many times like that that only takes you so far right i I can't take that to the bank rick well it's because like the thor movies where like the family dynamic oh my sister's this crazy powerful god and now i don't want to it's like this movie is like ah we gotta i'm under how i gotta get back to my house i got it here's what we need i miss my mom we need rudd to continue as ant-man and we need to take taika waititi what the heck are you doing over in thor Bring him over to Ant-Man and get him to direct it. Oh, that's almost too easy. Almost too good. Right? Oh, man. Think about It'll that get collaboration. It would get too crazy over there. Hysterical. And set it in New Zealand. Yes. And make it about vampires. Bring a, bring a, <laughs> a Ricky Baker, bring Ricky Baker back. Oh, man. Werewolves. Oh, man. Ant-Man and not the Wilder people. Werewolves. Oh, man. <laughs> werewolves, not swearwolves. Fellas, I don't know what we're reviewing next. I don't know if we'll be back Hunt next week. for the Wilder people. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Haven't we already talked about that? We like, did. Maybe we did. It's a bad egg. We took a lot of shit, actually, for that. Because I didn't like Wilder people, and people got mad at me for that. You have no heart. Yeah, you've established. You, you, you I'm have, not a human being. Yeah, you d- dislike joy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it hurts. <laughs> joy hurts me. Fam- families, fi- fi- finding people's mothers, families being reunited, it, it, it burns your soul. 
What stay you, what, stay tuned, folks, for our review of Skyscraper next week, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. All die, right. Die Hard with an am- amputee. Yeah, yeah. He's playing a disabled person. It's very noble, okay? The Rock is really brave. Yeah, this okay? is an inclusive film. Yeah. Yeah. It's really brave. This. You know, he's showing vulnerability. Yeah. <laughs> Where can we find you people on the internet? If you went to Twitter and looked for at uh, Jared underscore Sergeant. That's it. Yeah, I'm at Michael R. Lynn, but I don't think I've posted in it's eight months. So you could follow me if you want. I cool. I might post every now and then. That's that's the trick, right? Do I post? So tight. Uh, you, I'm very active on social media. Minutes. Rick you really can find is. me at uh, all my reviews at rickchung.com, yvrcade.com, at rickchung and yvrcade and Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, Rick makes nice. a living at this stuff. Not like Mike. Oh yeah, I'm not very social. That, that, that sequel wasn't very good. Not like Mike. Not as good. Not like Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at Scott Wilson BC. That's with two L's. Follow the show at Vertical Viewing. Email us verticalviewing at gmail.com. Go to our website. Go to our website, verticalviewing.com. Donate to the show. There's That's a, a button. Well, it's a it's a PayPal button. Press There's it. also a Patreon button. Oh, go to that web patreon.com so you slash. Go to, you can go to Patreon right through our website, which is really neat. Oh, we got a link there. There's an internet link, yeah. Nice. Then you can offset the cost of seeing movies putting on the show. Suggest movies like pie, but we suggested that. We picked it. So Darren Aronofsky made us some pie. It was weird. We had to drill our heads in. Yeah, we did some trepanning. Did you have sex with a pie? No, it wasn't American pie. It was... Mm -hmm. uh, Just, again, the number. It was actually Hebrew pie, actually. (laughs) Yeah, it was unleavened pie. Yeah. You can find us on iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Play, which is Google Podcasts or something. There's a new podcast app by Google. Yeah, I, that's right. I don't it's for know. Android, right? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on with it. It's not good. I can't download any episodes. It's a streaming only app or some shit. No, I haven't played with it yet. Well, we'll check it out. Streaming is the bane of my Leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us a mashed potatoes and grilled cheese uh, reviewers. Fucking yeah, tomato re- recipe, whatever you want. Review the snacks you were eating when you saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Are there final thoughts from you guys? What What's going on? This one's just low-hanging fruit, so yeah, I was going to let somebody else. I like, I like Evangelion. I enjoy these antics very much. Oh, uh, fuck yeah. Why Mission Impossible Rogue Nation sucks? Because you're both idiots. <laughs> uh, Rogue Nation. You don't understand script. Good which, script writing. Which one again? Which one is that again? It's the best one. It's the fifth one. We reviewed it's it. The most recent one. Yeah.
Came out in 2015. Yeah, but they're all shitty. So which one of the sh- pile of shit? <laughs> they're all great except for two. Can you, okay, can you, you tell me the plot of this and wait, they can make can, it sound good? You can it's sum where up Tom Cruise is on an airplane. On the airplane, yeah. Hanging outside. Oh, the Tom Cruise show. Part five. Yeah. So this movie is just an excuse for Tom Cruise to do stunts that he has That is literally about. every single Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Yeah. Except the first one's good. And then the second one's atrocious. What's the but but it's that's a so bad it's good. No, it's just opinion. so bad it's bad. Like the motorcycle fight is the motorcycle fight. They jump into each other and then the, then the motorcycles somehow fly into each other afterwards. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, which is why I like that. It's gorgeous. It's like doves, it's like, but it's like John Woo. Opposites, John Woo right? and his it's a movie. parody of a John Woo movie directed by John, John Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. But the first one is deadly serious, right? But and is is well written and. Like, oh, it's it, the it's camera awesome. moves are insane. But by the time you get to Rogue Nation, there's nothing to it other than like they're trying to wow you with what he's doing. Uh, again, two, three, and four all do that too. Yeah, and they all suck dick. I hate so all of them. His, no, except the first one. Four is dope. This, four, this, four is so Ghost this, Protocol. I only is amazing. like the first one. This you're just saying that you don't you, you like you hate them, and that's fine. That's a totally valid opinion. But Scott's premise was four sucks. Tell me why four sucks. And you're like, and you're like, no, they all, I don't, all don't like them all for the same reason, which again is valid, but it's not that they, they don't suck. So why that one specifically sucks? Okay, okay, I, have to go, I have to rewatch it. I sort of like repress them great. when I watch them. I don't. And if don't you don't like the, if if those are your problems with the movie, yeah, you would hate them. That totally makes sense. But, but ever, ever notice that? But if that's your jam, they're amazing. But, but ever but, notice that Fast and Furious is like way better than Mission Impossible? Like it's noticed, a lot more fun. Ever notice that? Less I would serious, say Fast and Furious is probably is that maybe the highs are higher, but like it's so inconsistent. It's got a lot of garbage in it. Five, yeah, but there's so much garbage. My five I, is I'm so interested good, actually five. in your response to my challenge then, because I do li- legitimately also, not remember what is. Can you can you just tell it, the that's the elevator problem pitch? That, that's Rogue Nation is the most generic spy movie perhaps ever made. As and opposed it's, to, it's, again, opposed to, like, four is, like, the, is even more generic. Like, it... I don't know. But you're you're not... You, what, so there, here's the challenge. The elevator pitch for the movie. Because you, you say it's really good, it's well written. So, so why is it so good? What's the story? Rogue Nation has a rogue agent that's trying to undo the again, uh, Mission Impo- the the Impossible. The most generic story. So the, the way that the, the Ilse Faust character works in the movie and the way the villain is, it's like, it should be terrible because they constantly... But it just works. Like, they're, they're even if the, the plot doesn't make sense, which they don't, none of them make sense it's not what we watch those movies right it's the characters like they and they make sense to why they do that and so why it's unbelievable but it, the, the momentum precedes it and like the action moves forward the stories even though it's so ridiculous right it's similar to the vast of movies hmm. and this just i i, I hope I, fallout's amazing like just also what i love is like every, uh, as, uh, up until now every single one was by a different director right and was like and like the first three were completely standalone and then somehow four five and so like kind of three, four, and five, and what uh, more? It seems like four, five, and six. Well, they brought Michelle Monaghan back. Will so. be like uh, an actual like direct uh, movies to each other. Yeah, do you think there's? I, I I don't know. Do you think there's? Um, what's better, doing them standalone or or tying it all together? Like, because that's a tendency now across the board. Everybody thinks everything's got to be. Tied I like together. it because they they started off like separate, and now it's direct, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed mm-hmm. to usually, what happens is they they it's direct. People start, and then they give up because yeah. it's like it's too convoluted, or they exactly. change actors and stuff, right? So what's wrong? What's but wrong, I do Mike? like how you Mike, painted it, wrong? Michael. You did a great job of what's wrong. One Something's sentencing wrong. that movie. <laughs> 
No, no, no. I was just kidding. completely unrelated. I Tom Cruise just made me think of the Mummy and how bad it is. That's all. I just wanted to throw that. I, back I just saw that movie. <laughs> and crazy. It's, it's not good, but I was the like original. No, no, no. Brendan Fraser. The, the new one. The new one. And I was like, this is not original. that bad. Well, what bugged me the most about the new Mummy is how yes, we got a woman Mummy, but her motivation and her, her, her motivation and her drive. He's a man. It was all about yeah. a dude. Like, she, the, she had no agency herself. 